This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Have you ever heard of the term she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince? I'm sure you have. Well, that was me. At 43 years old, I've had my fair share of failed relationships, situationships, meaningless connections. So about two years ago, I decided I was just going to embrace the single life and continue building my brand and creating a legacy. I never saw myself being married and definitely, definitely not to an inmate. But life is tricky, huh? Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of season two. Now, I know you guys are probably saying this is totally backwards, <laughs> and it is. However, it's been a lot going on. Um, Sundays have not been a good day for me to record lately. Like I said in my bonus episode three, um, I got my ears pierced. I wasn't feeling well. So I was just out of it for Sunday. I was out of it for the whole entire weekend, but I'm getting it back on track, guys. I promise you next week we will be back on track, but you got to give your girl a little bit of understanding because again, it's just so much going on. You know, life happens. Life definitely happens, but we are here today and I am so excited that you guys have joined me yet again on another episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me for Wetlock Chronicles podcast. And today my topic, guys, First of all, I want to just express how much I appreciate all you guys, all the listeners. Um, Every day that goes by, I get some kind of email, some kind of message, um, some kind of phone call, and it just assures me more and more every day that the universe and God himself is listening to my prayers, um, watching my work, keeping me focused and keeping me protected. So I just want to thank you guys so much, Um, which brings me into one of the things I want to touch on in my topic of the day. It's just about the blessings and the universe. Guys, I'm seeing things unfold (laughs) in front of me that are amazing. I can't speak on certain things right now but all I'm going to say is it is some major things that are moving um pieces big pieces are moving within everything that I am doing this podcast um a lot of things that I'm helping put together um between myself and my friend Demita Bishop Affair there's some things that are moving around guys some beautiful opportunities that are coming our way and I'm just excited I am so excited um it just makes me really know that the universe is listening my prayers are being answered everybody that has been praying for me that has been extremely supportive um of this podcast and everything that I've been doing um to get to this point in my life period um it's time it's time. The time is coming. Um, as I said, I can't really touch on it. I can't really speak on it, but just know the universe is listening. Prayers are being answered. I am so excited. I cannot wait until these things come into fruition and they are coming. They are coming. And I am just extremely, extremely thankful and grateful. Um, for my my struggle, for my hustle, for my grind, from my ups, for my downs, like everything is coming into perspective and it is a beautiful view. Also, guys, you already know it's getting down to the wire. Almost time for me to go visit my husband. And when I tell you I have been working out, <laughs> 
I have been working out. Yes, guys, I've been putting the work in because first of all, I haven't seen my husband like in real life form in over three years. Okay. I haven't seen him on a video call since, oh my gosh, December. And it's been a while. And so I, for the first time, when I go visit my husband, I'm going to visit my husband as his wife, not his friend, not his niece's best friend, but as his wife. And I'll be sitting across from the man that I love, the love of my life, whom I call my husband. So I'm so excited. And I just want to like be at my best, even though he loves me unconditionally, no matter what. I just you know, it's nervous energy, it's anxiety. But when I tell you I've been working out, I have been working out. I want to make sure when I go see my husband that the walking away image <laughs> will definitely be <laughs> a lasting impression. So I'm just excited to be able to go see my husband. Um, and it's it's getting close to time. It's getting close to time. Like literally... His birthday is in two weeks, really less than two weeks. And in those less than two weeks time frame, I will be going to see my husband. So I'm excited. And also it will actually be um, almost a year that we really went public with our relationship. We were, I was in Miami, you know, when everything kind of just unfolded and it's almost a year. It will almost be a year around the 13th of May where we just really like put our relationship out there. Everything started to unfold. That's when we start talking about getting married. So, I mean, it's just, it's a wow factor for me, for me to look back on a year now and still be happy still loving my husband um our love is just growing and and just to actually really be honest and say I'm truly truly happy and there's no negativity like you know this podcast has always been about myself and my husband has always been about me telling the uncut raw the truth the ups and downs the obstacles and the love and honestly speaking like it is just growing it's getting better and better as the time goes on and it's just something amazing for me to watch unfold because again you know you have so many negative stereotypes that you hear about prison relationships i myself have been in one before that did not work out um i thank god that i did not hold that against my husband at all and to just sit back and still be able to say, like, I'm still truly, truly happy. We are growing. Our love is growing. It's just like a plant. It's like watching a plant grow. You know, we're feeding it water. We're putting light on it. You know, we're talking. We're taking care. We're doing everything that we can, all the necessary steps to continue to make our marriage and our love grow. And for it to be almost a year later since we really decided that we were official and this is what we're going to do everything has gotten 10 times a million times a million times better um and i love it and i'm so excited as to where this journey will continue to take me continue to take us so i'm just glad that you guys are receiving it i'm glad that you guys are trusting in it i i'm glad that it's giving couples out there you know inspiration and it's something to really look at in a positive light you know trust me as I stated in the very first episodes I know all the negative things that said I myself again have gone through them have experienced them um and I'm just here to encourage the positivity you know every person male or female that's in, incarcerated is not a bad person you know even outside of the actions that may they may have done to get them in that predicament as I've always said who you are doesn't define where you are um it doesn't define your inside who you are as a person and the more and more you get to know someone the more you grow with them you love them you get to see 
a different side of them. And, you know, I'm here to encourage that. I'm here to continuously encourage to stay positive, um, sit in your happiness, sit in your love and push away as much negativity as you can. Um, continue to feed what you have as a plant, you know, continue to shed light on it, continue to feed it so it could grow and turn into something beautiful. Again, some things don't work out. Everything is not perfect, but I just encourage everyone out there to put your best foot forward and you have no regrets. As long as you're doing what you want to do that makes you happy um, and you're giving it your all and not in a use me all, but just giving it your all you will have absolutely no regrets for every storm. There's a sunshine. So again, like it's been almost a year and I'm loving it. It's, it's been an amazing journey so far. So I can't wait to see, you know, how things will unfold. I can't wait for my husband to come home. You know, this is something we talk about every day and that's what makes me love my husband so much because every day we focus on when he gets home, what, how life is going to be, how we can't wait to start this life and share these amazing things and build these amazing things. So again, guys, I appreciate you guys being on this journey with me. And I hope, I hope that I'm doing some good out there for you guys. I hope that I'm, you know, allowing you to open up your heart and to just focus on that. Focus on the love. Focus on what makes you happy. And I'm I'm hoping that that is what I'm doing for you guys. So again, guys, thank you so much. And that's all I really wanted to really talk about. You know, my topic of the day, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, throw some different things in there. I don't want to just get stuck on one particular thing. But I definitely wanted to focus on the fact that the universe is definitely listening. I am a meditator. I meditate every day. You know, I burn my incense. I burn my candles. I have to have that moment of silence to myself. And sometimes, you know, it, it might be a three-day process, you know, but the universe is listening. But most of all, first and foremost, I have to give all the glory, all the praise to God because without him, nothing would be possible and he is showing me every single day, every day that he is listening to me. And as I said before, it's some amazing things unfolding and I just cannot wait. And of course, you guys are on this journey with me. So you guys will definitely be in for a huge, huge, huge surprise. But thank you guys again for tuning in. This is episode two of season two. Okay, guys, so now it is time to jump into the story of the day. So on bonus episode three, I, on my husband's update, I told you guys, my husband has been having nightmares about Penelope. Well, guys, if you're just now tuning in to Wet Lock Chronicles, then let me just give you an update. My husband is terrified of cats, terrified. I want to say my second episode was man versus cat. My husband is terrified of cats. I was even talking about getting a Savannah cat and he was like, no. And if you do, I will be, you can just build me a doghouse in the back and that's where I will be living. Um, He's terrified of cats. He loves Penelope. Don't get me wrong, guys. He loves Penelope. Penelope is like my daughter. Like she's like my kid. So he does love her. As a matter of fact, for Mother's Day, my husband actually sent me a card and it was supposed to be from Penelope. So he loves Penelope every time I'm on the phone with him. Um, you know, she's just so wailing and meowing in the back and, you know, he'll have his little what's up Penelope, this type of thing or whatever. But lately, guys, my husband has been having nightmares about Penelope. So he sends me this message a couple of days ago and he's like, babe, I had a dream. 
And he was like, I know you love Penelope, but I just really feel like when I come home, like, like you're going to try to make me like have a relationship with Penelope. And he just goes into how he had this dream that he came home and he was so happy to walk in the house and he just, just flopped on the bed and Penelope jumped on him. He said that he ran out the house and never came back. And because he never came back and my address was the address that was used for his probation and his supervised release, he ended up getting locked back up because he never came back home because of Penelope. Oh my God, guys, my husband is crazy. And I just started laughing like, oh my gosh, here we go again. So I just basically responded to him. I'm like, baby, please don't start this up again. Like, I understand my husband is terrified of cats. I really, really do. And I will cross that bridge when that time when the time comes. But right now, like, I am... I love my cat. Like, that's like my daughter. So I have some major things I have to figure out. So it's kind of like, I don't want to talk about it, but I know I need to talk about it. But my husband and these dreams, this is not the first one he's had. This is like the second or third one he's had in the past month or so. But I really think it's because my husband is eating too much mackerel, whatever the stuff is. I I think he's starting to... have iron deficiency or too much iron or something and it's it's fucking with him because he is now having nightmares of Penelope to the point where he's actually saying that he's in fear that he's going to go back to jail because he's never gonna come back home so oh my god my husband is hilarious he definitely is scared of cats I will say that but Penelope is not your average cat in Penelope's defense Penelope is not your average cat Penelope is like a little human she does human things she barks like a dog sometimes she is my guard dog when people come up to my front door she hears them she growls and everything Penelope is hilarious if you follow me on social media you will see Penelope is hilarious I actually just started her a instagram page which is penelope poppins when i first got penelope i named her miss penelope poppins because mary poppins is one of my favorite movies growing up so that's her instagram and i haven't really added a whole lot of stuff on there but that's her instagram guys it's a ton of footage that i have that i will be posting on her page but she's not the average cat pray for me guys just pray for me because now it is man versus cat part two (laughs) and i don't know who's gonna win i have no idea but guys that is my story of the day my husband (laughs) is having nightmares of my cat and he is terrified he is going to run and never look back (laughs) so thank you guys again for tuning in this is episode two of season two and guess what guys man versus cat part two having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives of incarcerated inmates. To contact Fed Up Wives, you can email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or you can call 770-927-8011. Now back to the show. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Me too. My husband is super SBAladocious and amazing, of course. Yes, guys, my husband is great. <laughs> he is scared as hell of Penelope as usual. You know the story, but he's doing amazing, guys. He is in great spirits. 
um he actually is super elated that his um nephew smoke just was signed and drafted to the nfl to the new new orleans saints so he's extremely excited and proud of that so he's definitely been having a wonderful couple of days um ever since he found out that news but outside of that guys my husband is doing amazing he's working every day he's working out every day my husband is even going outside in the yard laying out to get a tan oh my god yes guys he is (laughs) getting a tan (laughs) but outside of that my husband is doing amazing um Thank you guys for continuously keeping him in your prayers, keeping him uplifted. It is definitely working. I truly, truly appreciate that. You know, um, those prayers go a long way. They're incarcerated, incarcerated people, inmates. uh, They don't really like to be called inmates, but incarcerated people, um, they need your prayers. They definitely need your prayers. They're dealing with something that is not of the norm um, on a daily basis, you know, being an adult, being a grown person, having to be told what to do, you know, your living conditions. It's just a lot, you know, your mental, your emotional, even your physical, your health, everything is on a whole different level when you walk into those prison doors, um, inside those prison doors. But my husband is doing great. He's staying positive, working out, um, working every day, which he definitely hates his job, but it is getting him closer to being home with his family, with his children, with myself. So I'm definitely supportive of that. And again, I thank you guys so much for continuing, continuously um, praying for him, keeping him uplifted, praying for myself, because you already know I definitely need those prayers. But guys, he's doing great. He's doing great. Um, Every day, every day, you know, waking up to my husband messages are just going through the day with so much positivity from my husband. And it's just an amazing thing. I love my husband. Uh, We talk every day about building his life together when he comes home. And, you know, I just keep trying to, we conti- we keep continuously trying to always instill positive affirmations to, affirmations to one another. And that's something that I hope you guys out there are doing as well. You know, every day, even when you look in the mirror, just tell yourself something positive about yourself to start your day. You know, tell somebody you love something positive about them to start your day. And that's what we do for each other. And that's why I said watching us grow is such an amazing thing to see um even from my vantage point it's amazing i love my husband and i can't wait for him to come home and again i thank you guys so much for continuing to pray for him and continuing to pray for myself in this journey in our journey and that is all i have on the updates of my amazing and handsome husband thank you guys again for tuning in to season two's episode two Okay, guys, so you know, I normally do a meme of the day, but today I'm going to have a quote of the day. This quote is from Thomas Edison. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. And that is my quote of the day, guys. Failure is just an event. It's not permanent. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Coming this August 13th, a true crime podcast called Milk and Cereal with myself and my best friend. We'll be talking about America's most infamous serial killers. So join us each and every Saturday morning for breakfast and murder. In 1997, world famous fashion designer Gianni Versace was gunned down in the street. It was the culmination of a three-month, two-and-a-half-thousand-mile rampage. I quickly realized that this was much, much bigger than anything we had ever dealt with. As the clock ticked, the body count rose. He was like right there. Boom. It was horrifying. Even 16 years doesn't 
to change things. And with it, the question, why had Andrew Cunanan, a good-looking and popular young man, embarked on this devastating killing spree? To think that Andrew killed Johnny Versace was just about the most preposterous thing that anybody could ever tell you. Both Wetlock Chronicles podcast and Milk and Cereal True Crime podcast are a part of 1329 Media and Production Company, RT Brand, LLC, and Extra Entertainment. Wetlock Chronicles podcast will still be dropping each and every Friday and Sunday with season three beginning September 4th. Today, on a serious note, I want to talk about CTE. CTE is a neurodegenerative disease linked to repeated trauma to the head. The encephalopathy symptoms can include behavioral problems, mood problems, and problems with thinking. The disease often gets worse over time and can result in dementia. It is unclear if the risk of suicide is altered. Most documented cases have occurred in athletes involving in shrinking-based combat sports, I'm sorry, striking-based combat sports, such as boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, and Muay Thai, and contact sports such as American football, Australian rules football, professional wrestling, ice hockey, rugby, and association football, soccer, and semi-contact sports such as baseball and basketball, and military combat arms occupations. Other risk factors include being in the military, prior domestic violence, and repeated banging of the head. The exact amount of trauma required for the condition to occur is unknown. And as of 2022, a definitive diagnosis can only occur at an autopsy. The disease is the disease is classified once you have the autopsy. Um, there is no specific treatment for this disease. Rates of CTE have been found to be about 30,000 among those with history of multiple head injuries. However, population rates are unclear. Research in brain damage as a result of repeated head injuries began in the 1920s, at which time the condition was known as dementia. Fist fighters dementia, boxers madness, or punch drunk syndrome. It has been proposed that the rule of some sports be changed as a means of prevention. Now, some of the symptoms of CTE, which occurs in four stages, generally appears eight to 10 years after an individual experiences repetitive mild trauma brain injuries. First stages symptoms are confusion, um, dizziness, headaches. Second stage symptoms include memory loss, social inability, impulse behavior, poor judgment. Third and fourth stages include progressive dementia, movement disorder, hypo- hyponemia, speech impediments, disorder, um, I'm sorry, sensory processing disorder, tremors, defenseness, depression, um and suicide and um vertigo these are some of the symptoms and the stages additional symptoms include con- um congenital disorders such as um amnesia the condition manifests as dementia or declining mental ability problems occur with their memory dizzy spells of lack of balance to the point of not being able to walk under one's power for short times um parkinson's or tremors and lack of condition it can also cause speech problems patients with cte may be prone to inappropriate or explosive behaviors and may display pathological jealousy or paranoia And I know you guys are probably wondering where I'm going with this, but you guys have to keep listening. Now, Bo Jackson, who is a Heisman Trophy winner, 
actually made a comment that he had had he known the risk associated with CTE he would have never played and he discourages his kids from doing so as well now I know that you guys probably have heard about um, Aaron Hernandez Phillips Philip Adams those are two cases of two different NFL players who suffer from CTE and these issues that they had caused them to commit some very violent acts um philip adams actually i want to say killed six people including himself we all know the aaron hernandez story um of all the things that led up to the events of him being incarcerated and then him committing suicide while while he was incarcerated Um, And the reason why I wanted to touch on this is because at the same time, you know, my thoughts on this is could CTE play a role in how the brain is affected in some of the criminals? In a Law & Order episode, I don't know if you guys are into law and order but in a law and order episode um there was a guy and i want to say the name of it was uh deeply moving that was the name of the law and order um episode deeply moving it was about um a actual football player who well he was a retired football player um quarterback named jake stanton um and he suffered from CTE. He had different symptoms like um, dementia, uh, memory loss, confusion, depression, different things like that. Um, and it began to really make an impact um, on him. He he ended up getting caught up in some kind of prostitution ring or something like that thing with a 14-year-old. And he really did not understand what was going on. He basically kept talking about, you know, when he won, um, he, he everything he communicated was like in sports conversation. Um, he really didn't understand what he, what he was going on, but he was busted. He had to go to court. When he got to court, he got on the stand. He, again, still really did not realize what was going on. And the actual attorney, um, attorney Ellis, was was his defense attorney and he had to kind of talk to him as if they were on a football field and that was the only way he could really communicate at the end of his court he really realized how really sick he was and bad off he was all the things that his wife had gone through they had went through so much of his money because he stayed in so much trouble because of his different behaviors um at the end he ended up shooting himself in the head at the courthouse it was it was really really sad to watch but again this is something that started playing into the back of my head about you know the actions of 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 these people you know the mental capabilities um the unstableness um what causes them to do what they do and if it's if it is a factor that maybe a lot of these things have played roles in some of the reasons why a lot of people are incarcerated not to say that cte is a reason that everybody is incarcerated but we do have um uh, in our culture in our culture we do have um football is it's a way football is a way to you know get your family out the hood or you know a better life the american dream and different things like that and you have young kids who've been playing football since they were in kindergarten elementary school middle school high school college and some who don't make it to college it's a wonder to me if cte played a role in their behavior their impulses their bad decision making that led them to possibly engage in illegal activity you know just do criminal acts and if that played a role into why possibly they are incarcerated and i wonder if anybody's ever really sat down and thought like could this be the reason you know And the reason why I'm touching on this is because, you know, as I have stated before, I have been researching and um, working on the Brian Nichols story. I'm trying to tell this story in a different way. I'm trying to pull it apart, put it back together and, and tell it in a different light. Um, These are things that I myself have, 
had a conversation with him about, you know, Brian Nichols was a avid football player for the duration of his whole life, you know, from uh, middle school, high school, all the way through college. And as present day, he actually is now having some of those symptoms. Um, which made me start thinking, what did he have those symptoms symptoms before? You know, the impulses, the, uh, the impulsive, the different impulses, the aggressive behavior, um, a lot of things that led up to the events that got him to even be arrested. And after being arrested, um, all the events that took place that day in that courtroom, the fight or flight instinct, um, did that play a role? Did the paranoia play a role? Him, him thinking that he's gonna, you know, be thrown up under the jail for the rest of his life. Were those things a part of why he responded the way he responded? And again, present day, he is now having the memory loss and just different things like that. The, the depression, um, and the sad part about the CTE is that we will never know until actually the death. The death of any of them is when their brain is actually being able to be studied. Um, and actually, Brian Nichols has said to me that when he does pass away, he does want to donate his brain um, so that it can be looked at and, and, and studied. But he does actually feel like that's something that he is suffering with and possibly has been suffering with for a long time. Um, from the research that I have done, a lot of the doctors who work at the Boston University um, that pretty much oversees um, the study of CTE and things of that nature is that you can't really tell um, how aggressive and it could possibly be you know maybe the stages are a little bit different from from guys who probably start playing at a younger age versus guys who start playing maybe when they got to middle school or high school you know it's it's a it's still being studied um and unfortunately it's not anything that can be done like while you're alive so you know it's just something that as I said, I'm a mental person and I've been paying attention to a lot of different things when it comes to the mind um, and the impulses and the actions and why people do what they do, what pushes them to do what they do. And so this is why I wanted to touch on CTE. Um, again, if you know the Aaron Hernandez story and the actual um, story of, of um, I'm sorry, of Philip Adams, these are this is what happened i mean the philip adams killed his wife his grandchildren i think the people that were fixing on his home the ac people that were fixing on his home and then turned around and killed his himself um and it's really really sad you know it's 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 like their brain is dizzy it's fuzzy um supposedly smoking and alcohol or drugs or different things like that actually kind of bring them more of a clear mind calms them down so to be in that kind of mind you know you just never know you know what i'm saying and i'm basically still learning i'm still doing a little bit more research but this is what led me to actually start doing this research it actually came from a conversation that i had with brian nichols in regards to cte and it's something that he wanted me to really kind of look into study and and try to figure out and learn for myself i mean of course you you like i said we've all heard the um aaron hernandez story and which actually um it is said that he had the most um severe case of chronic of cte that has ever been seen at his age um and he was i mean he he was 20 he was 27 years old and if you look at the pictures of aaron hernandez's brain versus the normal brain of a 27 year old they said that the doctors and even the people that was in the conference room gasped as soon as these images came up because it had never been seen um they had never seen anything like this before um, which caused him to have a lot of the violent behavior that that he did, the, the decision making, um, just everything. So that is my topic for on a serious note. Um, I want to stress, 
I want to stress, extremely stress, that by no means am I trying to make excuses for anything that has come out of these these actions. Um, I, you know, I'm here to tell a story. I'm here to do research just like anybody else. I'm a factual person. Um, of course, I'm a mental person. So this is not to offend nor disrespect any of the families that has suffered behind um, anything that has, you know, taken place in any of the in any of these events. You know, my heart goes out to the families who are affected, the long term effects that come with these actions and these events. That this is not me making an excuse. This is make this is me making an observation. This is my opinion. This is my research. Um, and it's just me trying to give a different outlook, give a different perspective, and and just the insight. And and maybe you guys can follow along with it. Maybe it'll you know trigger something in your mind to make you think of something. You know, maybe it'll make you look at someone else in a different way you know mental health is something that is extremely serious and it's extremely overlooked we have a lot of people that um are incarcerated that have mental health issues that need to be somewhere getting help versus being incarcerated and i'm just hoping that that as well will open a lot of people's eyes and ears to understanding just how serious these things can be a lot of these things that are going on in these minds um are not purposely done it's an illness it's a sickness it's a disease um and for those of us that are functioning with a sound mind we are extremely blessed we are extremely blessed that we can control our actions that we have the the brain power to know right and wrong we can control our impulses um we can control when we're angry and just different things like that just imagine your your brain being knocked around so much to the point where you have no control over what you do how you do it um being constantly paranoid that someone's going to do something to you like sometimes when I'm riding down the street and I'm looking at um people you know like like the homeless people or people just sitting outside talking to themselves I always just stop and say thank you God for keeping my you know for keep, for giving me a sound mind um because these people are living in in a world that we do not understand um and my heart really goes out to everyone who deals with that who has a family member who deals with that I do understand the seriousness of it you know but again by no means is this me trying to make an excuse for anything like that I'm just here giving my opinion you know giving my insight of things and I appreciate you guys um taking the time out to hear me out and thank you again for joining me on episode two of season two and that is all I have guys for my research on CTE for now for now you have to tune in I will be you know covering more things um as I as the story develops uh, for the Brian Nichols story that I'll be doing in the fall so just stay tuned for that but again as I've always stated I might joke I may play I may talk about my husband you know I might give advice but I always want to still give some informative facts so thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me today on episode two of season two me saying that I didn't do this and if I know for a fact that I didn't do this um I'm gonna pretty much have the exact same fucking mentality to be honest with you because it's like man they not even trying to hear what I'm trying to say as a black man you know or they don't even want to hear what I got to say as a black man all they want to do is close this case so my mental would have been shit the first chance I get I'm out this bitch even if I wasn't in custody and they was just pulling up to get me for some shit like that knowing I didn't do. It'll probably be the same situation. Yeah, boy, we finna go out of guns a blazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, I'm finna fight for my fucking freedom because if I let you get me my freedom gone anyway. So now it is time for my thoughts. Could CTE play a role and how Brian Nichols responded that day? Could CTE play a role in the events that led up to that day? 
In my recent conversations with Brian Nichols, as I stated before, he has expressed his concerns of possibly dealing with a lot of the symptoms that are seen in a lot of the patients and players um, of various sports, such as memory loss, depression, suicide, um, way before his incarceration, and now more present day, he's dealing with them. He never knew until... um, of course, the um, and uh, Aaron Hernandez story broke uh, really about CTE and what was all the conditions behind CTE. And of course, by him being a avid football player for mostly his whole entire life, a lot of those symptoms started to become very real for him. Um, and unfortunately, we will never know um, until he dies. But he has stressed to me that he does want to donate his brain um, to see if that is a possibility of maybe he had suffered with that. But unfortunately, again, that's something that we will never know. Families will never know of, of anybody until um, they pass away. Now, my other thought is how would the prison system accommodate inmates? who actually suffer from CTE. You know, as I stated before, in our culture, playing sports has always been a dream to get out of the hood to provide a better life for the family. So a lot of guys who may have, you know, played played sports in elementary school, high school, college, and different things like that, and who didn't make it, who probably, you know, took a different turn, went down a different pathway with those pathways because of the different impulses, you know, with those activities that they dipped into, could that have something to do with CTE, with the judgment making? I mean, those are my thoughts. Um, and how how would that work inside the prison system? You know, could this be an argument? Could this be something that, you know, maybe, you know, with mental health, like, could this be an actual thing? Um, but unfortunately, again, science right now, as of right now, you can't prove anything um, in the living only until after the death. So those are my thoughts, guys. You know, as I said before, this is not an excuse to be made for the actions of anybody um a family who has been affected by the actions of 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 these people not just these people but but period um people who are incarcerated for um any type of offense against another person a people or whatever these are not excuses that i'm making this is just my insight my thoughts my research um and this is what i'm here for to shed a shed light on something you know give a different perspective but those are my thoughts those are my actual thoughts as a culture football um basketball baseball different things like that have been the number one thing that our children are growing up playing and you know it just as I do my research it just makes me wonder it completely makes makes me wonder could these um could this be a a issue you know is this something to 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 start paying attention to and in your sons um and your daughters um as they play sports you know it's 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 definitely something that I I really now as I've been doing my research um and really realizing how serious this really can be and how bad it gets for that actual individual who is suffering from it. It's extremely sad. As I said, when I watched that, um, when I watched that law and order episode, it it really opened my eyes to just how serious, you know, this, this really affects the, even the families of the people with this actual disease. But those are my thoughts. Um, my advice, my advice of the day, my advice of the day, guys, my advice of the day is never forget those that believed in you when others thought you were all talk. That is my advice of the day, guys. And please stay tuned for the Brian Nichols story that'll be coming this fall on the Third Side podcast. That will be um, my third podcast that I will be doing. As I said before, it will be me telling the just different stories. Um, I will dedicate several episodes to each individual person or persons and tell their story from their point of view, from the third side. There's three sides to every story, and I want to tell 
the third side. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me on episode two of season two. Okay, guys, so quick update. Freedom Fest. Freedom Fest will be July 2nd at Grant Park from 5 to 8 p.m. This event will be for all families who want to come out and advocate for their loved ones, who want to vend for their loved ones, raise money for their loved ones. This is the event that you need to attend. Again, it will be July the 2nd at Grant Park at 5 to 8 p.m. It is um, a fair event, which is um, going to be big. It's going to be big. It's actually going to be documented. It's going to be turned into a documentary. This event is going to make history. If you need any further information, if you want to come out and vend, I mean, like be a regular vendor, you know, you want to sell food, um, shirts, whatever it is, you can actually email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to Demita Bishop, who is actually the organizer of this event. She is um, the president of the co-president of FAIR. So you can reach out to her. You can find her on Facebook under Demita Bishop. She's Demita Bishop on all social media platforms. Her email is demetabishop.fair at yahoo.com. So if you have any questions about this actual event, if you want to vend, if you want to just get any kind of new um, updates, details, or whatever, you can email myself or you can email Demita Bishop. Um, this is going to be something amazing, guys. Like I said, if you want to come out and tell your loved one's story, tell your story. If you just want to be a part of this experience, if you want to witness history unfold, I promise you, I promise you, this is going to be a historic event. So please, guys, mark your calendar. July 2nd, Grant Park, 5 to 8 p.m., the Freedom Fest. And if you want to join this show, do an interview, tell your story, tell your loved one's story, um, whatever it is, you can email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys again for tuning in. This is season two. Thank you guys for joining me on yet another part of my journey To follow this podcast, you can find it on Facebook and Instagram under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, Twitter Wetlock Podcast, and be sure to subscribe to the show's YouTube channel by clicking the link in the show's description. To get updates on season two, live episodes, discussion forums, and much more, visit wetlockchronicles.com. You can also get the link to sign the petition for Matthew Baker Jr. within the show's description. Thank you guys again for joining me. Please stay blessed, stay safe, and welcome to Wetlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 